Hello, Marvelites! You're listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 622. I'm Ryan Panagos, aka Agent M. And I'm Angelique Brochet. What's going on, Agent M? You're listening to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast where we get to talk about all things games and comics and books and toys and movies um, and TV and whatever we're excited about. That's right. This week, got a lot to get excited about, some fun stuff. But later on in the show, we're going to be talking to writer, artist, and creator of the Mutts comic strip, Patrick McDonald, about the latest Marvel Arts graphic novel. That's our collaboration with Abrams. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful stuff. It is called The Superhero's Journey. You can hear that full interview in just a little while. I'm excited. Also, we're going to be talking about a Marvel move. That's right. There are brand new episodes of Marvel Move that are available dropping this week. What's the deal, Ryan Panagos? Yeah, so uh, we have a brand new launch. We talked about it a little bit last week, but we're, we just launched this week our three-part series, The Marvel's Flurkin Race. Yay, Flurkin! Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So within this story, you are a junior S.H.I.E.L.D. agent at a big superhero convention, and then you bump into Ms. Marvel, who's chasing after a very large cat wearing a bow tie named Mr. Fluffy Pants. It involves star-crossed romance, cosplay, and bigginning. It is a lot of fun. It's a three-episode series, the third episode of which will be a 5K or a 10K. You can do it whichever way you want. And then, so we want you to finish these. They're going to be rolling out weekly. Finish them. Then come to New York Comic Con. Do all those episodes. Then come to the Marvel booth. Certain times during the day, each day at New York Comic Con, We're going to have special surprises in store for anyone who's completed them. A very special exclusive pin, a race bib, and a certificate of completion that you get all for free for doing this. So super fun. I love it. But also, you got some things going on with the Dynamic Brothers this week. Yes. Thor and Loki, Trials of the Ten Realms, episode 10 is up. Uh, We say goodbye to Nidavellir and head off to Vanaheim. And then uh, in the Thor and Loki 5K training, we are in week six, if you're following along. Um, You could do it at any point. You could start week one and then go to week six. But it's mayhem in Muspelheim. Um, We were getting closer to figuring out who the big bad of the series is. It's good times. Of course, you can subscribe to Marvel Move exclusively through the ZRX app. Um, There's a seven-day free trial. Get in there, get running, get walking, do whatever you got to do. I'm glad we got to talk about some animals this morning because I liken animals. You almost made me spit my water out. You liked it. I did it. So well done. So well done. I have been working. Yes. I did it, y'all. Good job. I've been working on that one transition that got Ryan (laughs) when he was least expecting it. Also, lichen is just a word we don't use enough. I know. And now there's a werewolf in Minnesota, yo. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, there's a special presentation of Marvel Studios' Werewolf by Night happening at the Orchestra Hall in Minneapolis, Minnesota on Wednesday, October 4th. These type of presentations are so cool. Also, Werewolf by Night is so amazing. Uh, So if you get a chance, you're there or you're traveling to Minneapolis, um, you can check out the full details, tickets, and info. Um, They're available at the Minnesota Orchestra website. That's minnesotaorchestra.org. 
Everybody out there who has checked out the Marvel HQ YouTube channel, uh, get ready for something pretty cool because Marvel's Future Avengers anime series is coming. Starting this week, Marvel's Future Avengers anime series is rolling out on that Marvel HQ YouTube channel. It follows a group of kids learning that they've grown up under Hydra's control and then how they break free and team up with Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Wasp. The kids dub themselves Future Avengers. It is very neat. Now, episodes will launch on Marvel HQ every Tuesday, culminating in the first of many live stream watch events on Tuesday, October 24th. We're going to get all 39 episodes available by summer 2024. So make sure you subscribe to Marvel HQ YouTube to experience all of these goodies. All right. And then take a look into the future with the Marvel tarot deck and guidebook. Okay, I love a good tarot deck. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, the guidebooks really go in-depth into why each card is what it is. So if you're into tarot, you're going to love these. If you're not into tarot, do it. Get into it. Um, it's on sale right now. And what I love is that it takes Marvel's most iconic heroes which is a lot of iconic heroes and villains. And they're going to come from the pages of the comic into the world of tarot in this enchanting take on a traditional 78 card tarot deck. Now, um, as everybody knows, like each deck has got a amazing author and artist. Uh, this one is written by Sydney Barwick and illustrated by Lily McDonald. The Marvel tarot deck and guidebook reimagines your favorite Marvel characters as tarot archetypes um, with characters ranging from Ms. Marvel to Daredevil to Black Panther and more, which is so cool because when you think about the idea of the major and minor arcana um, in the different deck, it's, it's amazing. Like this deck is really stunning it comes with its own instructional book with explanations of each card's meaning and unique tarot spreads. Because as you know, depending on if you get it on the upside or it's upside down or the right side up, like this is this is kind of um, a mystical science, one would say. And this officially licensed tarot deck is packaged in a sturdy gold-folded decorative gift box. And honestly, uh, I'm going to get one for myself, but it's it's pretty much the perfect gift for anyone who loves Marvel and anyone who loves tarot. I have no like tarot is a thing I don't know anything about. Really? So. I have a I have a deck. We can we can totally go do yeah. this. Yeah. We when should go. I think I think we should actually do I think we should do a reading mm -hmm. when we get the deck. Oh yes. Ryan, we should get the deck and do it. Look, I am so geeked over this because there's been so many beautiful decks. And the thing about tarot is that people who read tarot, the deck is like really calls to them. It means something to them and they kind of put a lot of energy into it. So can you just imagine a Marvel fan who's also a Terra fan? Yeah, I'm looking at her. Hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. This is going to be dope. Folks should definitely go out. The Marvel Tarot Deck and Guidebook is on sale right now wherever you purchase books. Go get it. All right, let's move on, talk about uh, the new episode that we have this week for the Women of Marvel podcast. It's episode four, all about Ghost Spider, um, all about Gwen Stacy, really. Uh, our hosts, Ellie 
and Preeti talk about how incredible she is with writer Shauna McGuire. Yay, Shauna, love Shauna. Artist Jody Nishijima and folks from Marvel Spidey and his amazing friends. Ooh, I gotta get, we just gotta listen to this one with uh, with my daughter. She Yay. loves Ghosty. Uh, plus, they explore how Gwen's hobbies like drumming and dancing help her be a better superhero. I love that. Also, like, one, shout out to Shauna McGuire because the way she loves, the way she loves Gwen Stacy is real. And I am so excited because we're going back to the future. We're getting more <laughs> Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, we're getting yeah, yeah. much, much more of him. So there's a new five-part horror series releasing weekly throughout January 2024 by writer Steve Orlando and art by Devmalia Pramonic, Michael Dowling, Jason Murr, Chris Campagna, and Stefano Raphael. Uh, Miguel teams up with the 2099 versions of Blade and Moon Knight, among others, to battle 2099 versions of Marvel Zombie, Dracula, Werewolf by Nod, Terror Incorporated, and Man-Thing. So good. So good. Uh, so um, instead of celebrating the new year, we're going to ring in the new year with some horror. And I'm yeah. okay with that. I really am. This is this is going to be good. Some creepy stuff is good all year round. We're very much okay with it. We're also okay with Spider-Man India and issue four is out this week. And we have a special guest here on the show. Talk about how this run of Spider-Man came to be. It's writer Nikesh Shukla. So Spider-Man India came to be because of the kindness of strangers on the internet. I'm a novelist and a screenwriter and I was just in a really bad place during the pandemic but I'm also like a lifelong Spider-Man reader and um, I never thought it'd be a job I never thought <laughs> I could ever write a Spider-Man comic and one day when I just had fallen out of love with writing and being a public figure I just tweeted one day I want to write a Spider-Man comic and Jamie McKelvey, the awesome artist and writer, Jamie McKelvey, he got in touch. He DM'd me and said, do you want this to happen? I can make this happen for you. And I, I was really skeptical at the time. I was like, Jamie, that's very kind. But like, whomst at Marvel is going to take any interest in some rando from the UK writing a Spider-Man comic? And Jamie was like, look, dude, let me just put you in touch. And when he put me in touch with Nick Lowe, the executive editor at Marvel of, of all things Spidey, I thought, you know what? Nick probably has a lot of people in his inbox saying, hello, please, Mr. Lowe, please, may I write a Spider-Man comic? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to just pitch you something. I'm going to pitch you a specific idea and I'm going to pitch you something that, A, you probably don't get pitched very often and b i would like to personally see and so i just messaged him and said it's been over 20 years since we saw pavitra prabhakar spider-man india actually have a, a storyline we don't know anything about this dude please can i do another mini series and bring him up to date a little bit and he replied and was like you know what funny enough this feels like a good time to do this. And for those who are fans of Pavitra Prabhakar's new series that's been going on, be sure to look out for issue number five of Spider-Man India hitting stands in October as he dons a brand new costume, which was designed by my friend Dwali. All right. So, you know, I love some good Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's Spideys? Spider Spider's man. Spider's man. I like it. Like Captain's America, you have Spider's Man. Captain's America. 
All right. I learned something new every... Thank you, Ryan Panagos. You're welcome. We are launching a giant size celebration for the 50th anniversary of giant size storytelling. Uh, for those who like love the very special, amazing, and sometimes iconic giant size comics, it's coming to you. So for those who don't know, throughout Marvel's historic Bronze Age over the 1970s, uh, there were tales so ginormous, so grandiose, adventures so big and battles so large that they could only be told in a special giant size issue. Now, 50 years later, Giant Size is back and more pivotal than ever because we got a lot of big stories. And throughout 2024, Marvel will celebrate the milestone anniversary of the very first Giant Size comic with an all-new spectacular set of one-shots featuring your favorite heroes, starting with January's Giant Size Spider-Man, a number one, by the one, the only, the zigzag, Cody Ziggler, with art by Ebon Coelho. And that's not all, because in December, Marvel proudly represents the very first giant size title ever, Giant Size Superstars number one in a special facsimile edition. You can experience one of the all-time great Marvel comic books from industry legends Jerry Conway and Rich Buckler. Yeah, so that one is Hulk versus Thing in a fight at Madison Square Garden. It's it's a classic. It's super fun. So it's literally giant size is what yes, you're telling that, everybody. That was the first yep. one. Mm-hmm. But contextually, if, if folks don't, because we don't use giant size too much anymore, but like those 70s giant size issues, that was like giant Huge size X-Men no, was the, the all new, all different everything. X- everything. You because got- you knew when you saw giant sized, something was about to go down. Yeah. Uh, There was the wedding of Vision and Scarlet Witch, uh, Spider-Man versus Dracula, the first appearances of Multiple Man, Lilith, Korvac, Tigra. Like, so many things happened in Giant Size Issues. It's so cool. And then this new one that that Zig and Iban are doing is going to have Miles versus Venom, a.k.a. Dylan Brock, in a big story that feels like it's going to mean a lot. So that those comics, that's going to start in January. But what about this week? We have plenty of new comics out this week, and let's start off with our picks of the week. First up, Blade number three. You had me at Blade. I know. Uh, Brian Hill wrote it uh, with gorgeous art by Elena Casagrande and Valentina Pinti, and it's Blade fighting like this tentacle demon monster thing and just throwing quips, being badass, walking away while the thing explodes behind him. Just the yeah. coolest dude Being ever. Eric. Yeah. This is this is the blade that like we need. Oh, it's so cool. There's also like mystical stuff and like ninjas and all kinds of wild stuff and a very perturbed Stephen Strange. It is this book is so good. It's so so freaking good. I mean, is there ever a time that Stephen Strange is not perturbed? I guess not. I feel like he just doesn't like being bothered. And so he's going to fix it. But like, why did you break it? Fair. Fair. Uh, then we've got Invincible Iron Man number 10, which we talked about a bunch last week. Oh, but man. now it's out. Written by Jerry Duggan. Art by Juan Fergari. It is the wedding of Tony Stark and Emma Frost. And it all happens. But there's a lot of lock, a lot going on. Juan's art in here. So good. The way he draws, like, 
the the kind of attraction but really just hatred between tony and emma revulsion Uh, the word you're looking for is revulsion yeah uh he shows a mean sandman too sandman shows up in here it's a cool way um Feilong just being a jerk you got wilson fisk in this one there's a lot of machinations a lot of like building of what's to come and really seeing how how the hell iron man gets out of his predicament and the x-men get out of theirs this feels like such a crucial part to it all there's a part in the issue where tony's like she's gonna break my heart even though like they they're not like in it to like for realsies he's like she's still gonna break my heart i mean because tony 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 it's Emma. And also, I think deep down inside, Tony's just a hopeless romantic who tries to play it off because, you know, he's got daddy issues. <laughs> he's got a lot of issues. Yeah, uh, that's fair. A third pick of the week was Ultimate Invasion number four. Wraps up this limited series by Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch. I mean, come on. It opens up a lot of questions. It opens up a ton of answers. It sets us forward in in November. We're going to have that big Ultimate Universe one shot. And then as we talked about recently, um, we know that we're going to be announcing New York Comic Con. Some really, we're going to get some details about the uh, actual new Ultimate comics that are coming out, Spider-Man and and other stuff. Um, So get excited for all that. This one is big, like it, it is a big, juicy boy of a comic. It is long. It's Kang versus the Maker. There's giant battles. It's huge and widescreen. It is Brian Hitch, like reminding us he's one of the greatest of all time as a as an artist. It is, it's cool. It's, it's, it's fun, and it's like there's a lot of thinky bits throughout all this too, as I like thinky to call bits? what Jonathan does. Wow. Thinky wow. bits. Thinky bits. Mm-hmm. Thinky. You mean exposition? No, just like thinky bits. All right, coming up is our conversation with Patrick McDonald about the latest Marvel Arts graphic novel, The Superhero's Journey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, you are listening to This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos. And I'm Angelique Roche. Yeah. All right. So, Angelique, you got to talk to Patrick McDonald. Tell us a little bit about this. Okay. So, I love people who love comics. I don't know if that is a secret, but Patrick is just so delightful, so fun, and truly understands, like, the relatability of characters. And so, he is the latest book coming from uh, Marvel Arts, which is a collaboration between Abrams and Marvel. And it is just so cool that he's been able to bring together his love of comics, his love of being a cartoonist, the relatability of this, but also his love of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby into this book. I mean, there's collages, there are um, pieces that he actually uh, painted in real life that are in there. It's dope. That's awesome. So let's hear that interview right now. So well, I feel like you touch a little bit about your own journey uh, into loving Marvel throughout the book. Without spoiling the book and what readers are going to get the chance to see once they pick it up, can you give me a little bit or tell us a little bit about how you got into the Marvel Universe? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it will spoil the book. Uh, Although... The book is a lot about my childhood and my uh, love affair with Marvel Comics. But for me, uh, you know, I had uh, two brothers and a sister. 
And um, we came from a kind of an artistic family. My mom and dad met at Cooper Union Art School, so we were always encouraged to uh, to make art. And uh, I was a big comic strip fan. I loved Peanuts, but then as I got a little older, we started buying comic books. And it was probably my older brother that bought the first Marvel comic book, and I think it was a Captain America. But I do remember my, <laughs> it's funny because I had an older brother. He uh, he was in charge of what me and my younger brother could collect. So uh, he gave me the X-Men, which I was very grateful for because so the X-Men were my, was my comic and I loved the X-Men. I mean, we shared, we all got to read each other's books, but the one that I collected and paid for was the X-Men. So uh, my first X-Men comic was X-Men number 11. I was very young and probably didn't understand the story. It's a really strange, great story with the stranger. Um, and then after that was the juggernaut. And, uh, you know, so it was just great, great Kirby stuff. So, uh, yeah, we were all hooked. We used to just doodle com our own comics, draw all the Marvel comics. Uh, it was a big, it was a big, big thing in our house. And you and your brother started your own mini comic book imprint, right? Mm-hmm. Boy Productions. <laughs> yeah, we were so in love with the Marvel comics and we all drew that we thought we'd put our own line of comics and uh, it was on line paper. And uh, each one of us made up different characters and we would do like little three-page stories and staple them and uh, collect them. <laughs> we would read each other's comics. And uh, I had a character named Changeable Man who would could change his body into different things. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, actually it, it, it was, I was even thinking of calling the book Changeable Man about how comics change us, but we went with this superhero's journey instead. How does it feel for you having this out in the world? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't tell you, this has been the most fun book I've ever worked on and I'm really excited by it. So for you, you know, you've you've been in the field. Yeah, for a while. You've done some other work. Yeah, <laughs> you've done some other work. You know, people always kind of throw different titles around. Illustrator, cartoonist, letterer, penciler. You know, you've had this journey as a cartoonist. Um, for those who may not understand that, 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 that subtle, like, difference in that, because they do cross over a lot. You know, how would you describe your work? Uh, you know, I tell stories with words and pictures. And uh, and hopefully stories that are uh, uplifting. I try to uh, promote compassion and empathy and, uh, and humor. You know, put a smile on somebody's face. You know, basically, you know, I'm trying to give back all the joy the comics I read as a kid. I mean, you know, Peanuts was so important to me and and Jack Kirby, you know, Marvel Comics were important to me. So I, I feel like if I can give back any of the joy I got from reading those, I'm doing my job. I love it. And so on this journey, because you've had your own journey to the superhero's journey, you know, mm -hmm. how do you get from work like mutts to this? <laughs> like for well, people who are like actually in the field trying to like navigate it as a career. Well, how it happened, you know, um, I did a 25th anniversary Mutt's art book with uh, Abrams, 
And I was trying to figure out, well, what do I do after that? What, what's the next book? And uh, Charlie Kochman from uh, Abrams Comic Arts uh, approached me and he let me know that he had a new line of books curated by Alex Ross called Marvel Arts, and they were looking to do new things. And he was just curious if I'd want to play with the Marvel characters. And boy, it took me <laughs> no time at all to say, are you kidding? Sure. That was a dream come true to get to play with the Marvel characters. So, uh, you know, originally Charlie thought maybe I would do a children's book also, but I thought, no, I'd rather do a graphic novel. Um, and uh, I wasn't sure what the story was going to be, but I knew I wanted to do as many characters as I could. Um, and I just wanted to capture the that fun and energy of those early books and also capture the uh, wonder and love I had for those early books. So I knew it might be partly memoir. And I also thought it would be really, really fun to um, have my art play along with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. So I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but I knew I was going to try to mesh all that up. You know, the books I grew up, those 60 books did have a lot of humor in them and fantasy. And uh, uh, I, so I thought I could be part of that world or try to be part of that world. You know, for a lot of people who don't know about Marvel arts, it is that opportunity to get folks that may not be doing your week to week. They may not be doing She-Hulk or they may have a different perspective or a different story and to get them in. But, you know, I can't look over the fact that you're like, and Alex Ross is the editor. Okay. <laughs> like, like you can't overlook that. That seems like a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, I mean, his first book was amazing. And uh, the full circle. And uh, mm -hmm. I have it. On, I have it on my bookshelf. Yeah, and so this one, I'm I'm proud to be the the sec the next in line. This one comes out in September 26th, and will be the next one. And uh, I, I, Charlie, I kind of know some of the other ones that are coming out. I don't think I'm allowed to say what they are, but I think it's going to be an amazing line of books. Yeah, they're they're doing some really fun stuff um, over there, and I can't wait. And again, kind of this idea is like this book does explore the characters, but also in a wide range of styles, right? It's, there's these gorgeous splash pages. Um, talk to me a little bit about what, how do you attack this? Like, how, how do you decide what feels right and giving it that kind of diversity? Um, or were you just, did you just kick it off and just like, kept going like what was what, what was your attack plan because there's, there's a, there's a lot in the marvel universe to dive into i i think it's what you just said i just uh kicked it off and kept on going um you know i i had a basic idea what one of my inspirations was the uh fantastic four annual three where reed and sue get married which as a kid was just like the greatest book in the world because it had every Marvel character you could imagine and every villain you could imagine. It was just like a treat for the eyes. The great so thing I'm... about wedding issues <laughs> is everybody that you didn't want comes to the wedding. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that kind of inspired the book. Um, and I knew... I. 
wanted my drawings to have the same energy and excitement I had as drawing as a kid. So I, I really didn't pencil anything. I just went for all the art, just, you know, went for it. And combining it with the Jack Kirby stuff and the Steve Dicko stuff and the Don Heck stuff, um, you know, I was a little concerned how that was going to work, but somehow I think it flows. I mean, you you see my stuff and then their stuff, but you just, the you know, the story keeps it going. And even though the characters aren't drawn the same, I, I think there's still this like fun energy that you just believe in the characters and you just go with them. Um, and then there's some big paintings I included in the book. And during the pandemic, uh, I started painting and I did some Marvel paintings and uh, a, you know, a few of them just fit in perfectly with the story. So uh, it's a combination of, you know, the Marvel, the beautiful work of Kirby and Dicko and my drawings and my paintings and a lot of collage stuff. You know, Kirby was great with collages. So I had to throw in a collage here and there and uh, somehow it all works. At least I think and, it all works. Well, and I love that because I, I am a photographer. So I always love this idea that mixed media gives texture. Mm-hmm. to the work mm-hmm. right so like you and i love the way you mentioned that you brought in uh, this mitch mash up of a lot of different styles are all kind of like in there but that's what creates the beauty of the art right it turns into this whole different compositions you know there's gonna be somebody out there who's like so are these from the original panels are these copy did we did we cut books like what like what were (laughs) (laughs) you know i would have loved to uh actually use the original comics but i think that would have taken so long to do I, i got all the files from marvel and uh it's the original art and you know the crazy thing is the dialogue is like 99% of it is the original dialogue. I, I think if I've changed five words, um, and that's you know true of all of it, and and the art, you know the art, I might have gotten rid, rid of something in the background that was confusing, but it, the book's really that art verbatim, and somehow was able to weave my story with, the, with their stories without really changing anything. So I hope people do realize that they're reading Stan Lee. They're, every time you see the old comics you're reading pure Stanley and you're looking at pure Jack Kirby I, I, and Steve Ditko, I barely changed anything. I used to paint in college and ever since I've been doing a daily comic strip, it's hard to find time to do outside projects. But during COVID there was plenty of time and uh, I went started painting again and I started just doing, you know, drawing a little daily comic strip every day. It's, you know, like three little panels and pen and ink. So I really wanted to explore working bigger and sloppier and just having fun. So I started with abstract paintings, but then I started adding some. I couldn't help myself. I actually started with adding uh, Ernie Bushmiller's Nancy into all my paintings. And then I started adding Marvel characters. And then I started doing my kind of abstract versions of uh, actual Jack Kirby panels and covers. And I just, just loved doing them. And then... Charlie came along and asked me to, to try this book. And I said, man, I'd love to figure out a way to get some. And Charlie knew my paintings and really liked my paintings. So, um, you know, because I was doing a story about kind of heroes fighting each other, I did a lot of paintings with heroes fighting each other. So uh, I think we got a total of six or seven of them in the book. And uh, I think they're nice 
they're most of them are done as double page spreads, so they're, they're nice little uh, parts of the book where you could just stop and just be there with them for a while. Yeah. And they and they really help tell the story. I love it. Well, and one of the things I think is really dope, for like a lack of a better word, about the book is that there's a marvel of it all, right? You take these big themes and yet you make them so small and tangible um in your other work and now you know talk to me a little bit about what your goal is taking that background of what you do and what you have done and all of your different work previously how do you take that into this book into the superhero's journey um and what do you hope folks take away um well, you know, in all my work, I think it's a lot about compassion and empathy and love. And, uh, you know, I think that's the undercurrent of all the Marvel superhero books. So, um, you know, and I had just finished a book with the Dalai Lama. So uh, spirituality was definitely on my brain. <laughs> and uh, so I knew it was going to be a spiritual journey with the, you know, the Watcher. What a great character, you know that he watches and doesn't interfere. I, I mean, I mean, I, I think, again, Jack Kirby was an amazing uh, person. And, uh, you know, the book starts with a powerful Jack Kirby quote and ends with a powerful Jack Kirby quote. And those two quotes I knew were going to be in the book. They kind of were the Kickstarter for uh, for the book. And those two books are powerful spiritual quotes. So I, I knew the, the book would have a spiritual theme. I mean, still a superhero story. I don't want to get people the wrong impression. Um, it's still a fun superhero story with plenty of action. But, uh, you know, it's this, the, I say it's finding the spirit, the super being in us all. It's a spiritual journey and trying to find the super being that is in us all. I love it. Um, I can't wait for folks to get their hands on this. It is out right now, so make sure you go pick up your copy. And thank you so much, Patrick, for taking this time to talk to uh, me. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. That was, of course, Patrick McDonald. You can pick up your copy of the latest Marvel Arts graphic novel, The Superhero's Journey, today, right now, at your local comic shop, your bookstore, or wherever books are sold. Go check it out. Yeah, and now it is time for Ryan and I's favorite part of the show. This week in messages. <laughs> All right, so like we start off every single week, we are going to give you the question of the week. That's right. We're going to give you next week's question before we get to your answers. Um, so next week on the show, uh, we have writer... Jonathan Hickman. That's right. Jonathan Hickman's going to be on the show uh, to talk gods. Maybe a little ultimate universe, potentially soccer. Look, I every time I've talked to Jonathan, soccer will like eventually come into it because he just loves soccer or he'll be like doing an interview and also watching soccer. So I love Does he have a favorite team? Now I need to know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Manchester soccer. United. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, so we shall see. And Ryan's going to find out... Um, who his favorite team is, so I will other either love Jonathan more or just slightly less. The South Carolina Bucketheads. 
Wow. So also, team- now, now I want that as a comic book. Uh, but next week is also the launch of Marvel Studios Loki Season 2. It is going to be streaming exclusively on Disney Plus Thursday, October 5th. So ready. Yeah. So I, I was thinking our question of the week could be more Loki themed. So what or who or when are you most excited to see in this new season of Loki? It's hard for me to answer this question properly, but Angelique, what about you? Well, since it's on the internet, I guess I can say what I'm most excited about. Yeah. I'm really excited about the Chicago World That's good. I'm really excited to yeah. see um, a World's Fair and for people who may not even know what a World's Fair is anymore to get to see how amazing and important they were. What, who, or where, when do you want to see? I think is is just a very broad thing because there's so much in here. Uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of wild stuff in this season, as you'd imagine. Uh, episode one of season two launches Thursday, October 5th, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Now you can tweet your answers to us using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email them to twimpodcast.marvel.com. Send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thisweekinmarvel. Please, as always, make sure to tell us it is okay to read Twim on the show so we could read it on the show. All right, so let's get started. We have a question from last week. Last week's question of the week was, which Marvel character would you like to get the comic strip treatment and y'all had some answers yeah there were a bunch of quick hit answers which i I grabbed from twitter um at jessica drew sw said jessica drew the original spider woman that could be super fun i would see a comic strip featuring her that would be great uh scruffy looking nerd at scruffy underscore nerd deadpool deadpool that's it no that was it yeah no reasoning just deadpool boom um just like that then uh at Overlord of Underscore Evils just said Ben Yurick, which that's a cool yeah. idea, like a little journalistic vibe to it. That could be super fun. I like it. And then we got Thor at Orlando 8002092. Angela. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cool one. Um, someone said uh, a strip about the adventures of Captain America's shield. Okay. I don't know how you do that, but like, I'm into it. All right. Uh, Thank you, Mika, for the email about your love of Shuri's Black Panther suit. We look forward to you catching up and hearing us mention you when we do. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a Mika's in like July right now. Oh, sorry. When you do. I'm going to give it back. Uh, Thank you, Mika, for the email about your love of Shuri's Black Panther suit. We look forward to catching up and hearing us mention you when you do. Yeah couple months now it's all good and then we got an email from ben titter who wrote in and said hi twim crew in response to this week's question about the comic strip treatment for a marvel character respectfully there is only one right answer garfield with chewy or goose in the mcu devouring lasagna with his flurkin tentacles throw in cosmo as odie and jeff the land shark as normal who is always getting mailed somewhere else Maybe have Doreen Green as the John Arbuckle character taking care of them all. Love the show. Thank you, Ben. We love that email. That is truly a very inspired I love both Nermal and Jeff the Landshark (laughs) in an equal amount of squee. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So good. Neato stuff all around. Uh, So thanks for everybody who sent in your answers. And guess what? 
That's it. We're done. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Jasmine Estrada, Isabel Robertson, Ryan Panagos, and Anjali Crochet. Our senior manager, audio production and development, is Brad Barton. Emily Godfrey is our production manager. Special thanks to werewolves. (laughs) Bye, I'm Ryan. I'm Angelique. This is Marvel. Your universe.